Okay, roll the... In a world where radio stations are ten a penny... Can I have ten radio stations, please? That'll be a penny, love. Thank you. There is one radio station... There can be only one. There can be only one. There can be only one. That stands out from the crowd. I want that one. All right. What is this thing? It's River Radio. There can be only one. One that's made entirely out of syrup. <laughs> Good morning and welcome to River Radio, voice of the Thames Valley with myself, Rachel Tyrrell. And my guests today are Claire Cogan, teen specialist and Juliet Smith, relationship coach and counsellor. Good morning to both of you. Good morning. Morning. Lovely to have you here. School of Parenting is brought to you by Goyles of Maidenhead, specialist uniform workwear and sportswear suppliers for over 50 years. And you can listen to us on your mobile through the River Radio app or ask Alexa to enable River Radio, as well as our website, river.radio, and now even in your car. So today we are going to be chatting with Juliet and Claire about relationships with your teenagers. Ooh. <laughs> Um, it's a funny one, isn't it? Because when they get to teenage, that those teenage years, the relationship dynamic definitely changes. Now, if you've got any questions um, at all for Claire or Juliet, you can contact us, uh, send a tweet or message on Instagram, Facebook, all at River Radio Live. But before we get into it and all the nitty gritty, um, Claire, tell us a bit about yourself and then Juliet. Well, good morning, everyone. Um, I'm like a bad penny. I'm back again. (laughs) (laughs) Can't keep me away. We love you. So I... Based out of Marlow, I'm a teenage anxiety specialist and I, well, as it says on the tin, I work with families and young people who are struggling maybe with um, the challenges of the teen years, um, with mental health issues, anxiety, um, maybe mood changes. And, you know, that transitional phase between having our darling little ones that morph into interesting beings <laughs> and helping parents to understand that that is this is normal um but also to understand that there you know there can be some tough times and that it's totally okay to get help and support um and i wanted to invite juliet to talk to um us today because we've had many conversations about yeah, you know relationships and teenagers and i um yeah, so Juliet, if you can kind of just introduce yourself and your business and what you do. Yeah, I've been a coach now, goodness, for about 22 years and half of those I'd say I've been working with relationships. Now mm-hmm. I, I'm working, if you like, with the other side of the relationship, with the parents generally. So my focus is, is couples and obviously when you have children that can affect your relationship so my focus is is couples working with couples who perhaps have communication challenges with each other and with their family yeah and I suppose you know from your point of view um you know because it you know relationships are you know it's a dynamic isn't it so it's all in in interracial relational and you know what what happens to one person affects somebody else so it's really key that we 
we kind of look at it like that I know from my point of view I often get sort of young people come for support and you know it's great to be able to support them but it's really important to work with the parents as well to help them understand you know what's going on so that they can kind of be mindful of of how to you know maybe try something different or change our approach well the fact is we can we can make it worse can't we I mean I you know since you've been on here Claire and sort of I've learned a lot as a parent of a teenager that actually sometimes that whole reaction and that response can almost fuel this Mm. you know the dynamic whereas by approaching things in a different way so it's really critical it's parents are on board and Julia I I know because you did a, a talk at one of our networking groups a few weeks ago and I found that so useful as a, as a parent of teenagers because even though like you say you work mainly with you know predominantly with adults and with the, with the adults it's it's just a different way of thinking and i think about that relationship and what you you know when you step into the arguments <laughs> when you decide not to so um the first thing i wanted to ask you um is you know, what do you think are the most significant challenges, you know, between adult to adult or or family relationships? What do you think challenges when they've got teenagers in the home? I probably don't need to tell the listeners this, they're they're aware, but I would say from my perspective, I think we've got to remember that those young young people, they're they're having a bit of an internal battle Mm. between wanting to be really independent, wanting to get out there, wanting to do their own thing, Mm -hmm. and of course they want the safety of their home as well, and then you've got parents who are, whose safety and security of their children is the most important Mm. thing, so they're fighting to keep them in some ways dependent, Mm. that there's this kind of internal battle and then of course as well those teenagers they're out there and especially nowadays with with social media and so on there's so much pressure to fit in mm. so you've got that the teenagers with that um that prop that dynamic between uh, wanting to be included but sometimes feeling excluded yeah. and then if they've got emotions going on around all of that they bring them home and where is the safest place to let them all out at home yeah yeah absolutely and and you've hit the nail on the head and and that really resonates with me I don't know whether it does with you Rachel it's that where do you pitch it with kind of Mm. still being that responsible parent so to speak in terms of keeping them safe but knowing that they've got to go out into the world and experience things for themselves we can't we can't make everything okay we can't you know and and you know that's going to be obviously different for different parents yeah 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 yeah. but I think that's a a good thing you say there Claire that that, you know we can't make everything okay and of course as a loving parent that's that's what you want to do but you Mm. also know that when you're parenting a teenager they are starting to learn how to be out there and look after themselves and so that 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 dynamic we we as parents too are in that place where we want to protect and hold Mm. and look after but we also want our kids to be independent and free and learn how to handle the challenges of life yeah so when you're a parent it's it's being self-aware mm-hmm. aware of your internal you know how you're feeling on the inside yeah and noticing how your child is feeling too it's it's both those things it's well, um it's I, hard work isn't it, it is and i think and also as a parent 
you want to go in without all this kind of expertise. <laughs> you just want to go in and fix it, which of course, course. that's probably the, not the right thing to do because they're not going to then learn the skills yeah. that they need. And but I think that's a really important point there that you know you want to fix it, but if you do, you're not teaching them the skills mm. exactly that. So to sit mm. and watch your child fail to fall down is really mm. hard. Mm. But then when you see them pick themselves up, mm. hopefully, if you've you've kind of empowered them with the skills to pick themselves up then you're you're raising a young adult really well yeah and that that's that's hard I know I've had lots of conversations with parents where they're like but I don't necessarily like the the friends that they're mixing with I don't like what they're doing and you know very often you know it's easier for me as a professional to go well actually you know you remember they've had your influence since they were born you've given them those values trust is going to be the key thing for you right now and actually to trust that they will take that into that situation and yes they're going to make mistakes but they can still make choices even if their peer group are doing things that maybe feel a little bit uncomfortable for you and that's the thing it will be uncomfortable for you but if you start telling your your teenager what to do what you're saying to them is i don't trust you exactly exactly and trust is a key issue isn't it in relationships with teenagers um and and we want to know but sometimes we shouldn't no 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 exactly and that's hard for a parent 100% I've done a lot of work in the past with with teenagers as yourself but when you hear teenagers talk about you know parents who are interfering parents who are trying to control me and one of the key Mm. things that I hear from teenagers is they don't listen to me yeah and that's such an easy thing Mm. to do is to listen Yeah, without speaking, zip up the mouth. What a challenge! I call it sit on your hands. Yes, (laughs) to really listen without giving even an opinion, but to Mm. really listen to understand, not listen to argue. Yeah, try that. So the work that you did with with teenagers in the past, what sort of capacity? You know, what work did you do? What sort of what did you? What was your biggest learnings from it? Well, very, very. Very early on, a long time ago, I worked for Childline. I worked at Childline oh, wow. uh, on the on the, the phones at Childline. So that that's a very different type Gosh, of environment, yeah, obviously. Absolutely. Um, but more recently, I've worked at Youthline uh, over in Bracknell, face to face counselling yeah. with the young people. Yeah. Um, also in school, in school, working with individuals and groups of teenagers, mm-hmm. having discussions, kind of with, with with a few of them together. Yeah. Asking them about those kind of what 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 would you like from your parents yeah well what's you know what's the most important thing that that you would like from your parents and that's when that's one thing that really sticks in my mind that they all said to be heard to be listened to to be listened because I know I often find that you know in my work with young people one of the reasons I think you know they do like coming was because that is their time that that is what that time is there for they can say exactly what they can say whatever they want to say, you know, and but that's an easy thing to do for me. As I say to parents, I'm not their parent. I haven't got that mm. emotional attachment to them. And it, it, my boys, my relationship's very different because obviously they're not going to just offload to me. You know, I get overexcited when one of them decides to tell me <laughs> stuff. I'm like, well, hey, I've, you know, I've actually got a little bit of information. So what have I done right? Yes, yeah. I know. Can I replicate that? often no doesn't happen but (laughs) it's like the stars align you know so yeah it's it's tough going and I suppose and the other question that kind of comes to mind when we're talking about that and when you're working with you know um maybe the parents Mm -hmm. 
how do you kind of do you find that that the parents are often on the same page with that kind of parenting of teenagers as each other you mean as each other as two adults yeah they're often on the same page when they're saying it's so hard oh my god there's such Mm. a pain Mm. but but very often not on the same page in terms of how to parent Mm. now the thing is if you're trying to teach your teenager how to be a young person what you're doing every everything you do everything you say in the home is teaching them you are modeling yeah so if you and your partner are not agreeing that's okay that's normal to not Mm. agree but how you disagree is teaching Mm. your teenager how to disagree so if you shout if you swear if you sulk you are teaching your young person this is how you do conflict yeah Mm. and they will take that model into their life Mm -hmm. both now in school and into their adult Mm. life yeah so what i teach my couples as best i can but for them for their relationship but also the relationship with their teenagers is if you're not going to do it for each other and yourself, do it for your kids. Yeah. Show mm-hmm. them how to communicate well by communicating well with each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially when it comes to disagreements, how to have a healthy disagreement. Yeah. And model it with the teenager. When you're having a conversation with the young person, be the person you want them to become. Listen, yeah. empathize, get curious. Don't tell and shout and reprimand. Mm. Mm. That's so, a really good point. I mean, how do you actually do that, though? If we say that if, if the feedback that you um, have got from teens is that they want parents to actually listen, mm. and I would think most of us would say, yes, we do want to listen if they talk to us. So, mm-hmm. it, I mean, I don't know whether it's, you know, chicken and the egg, what comes first sort of thing. <laughs> it's like, you know, you knock tentatively on the bedroom door. Oh, you know, that kind of, how do you kind of get past? Get, get them to speak. Yes. <laughs> I mean, Claire and I have spoken before. You know, I love the fact that sometimes um, my teenager is what I call trapped in the car with me. <laughs> you can't escape. Poor thing. But literally, that is often the only mm. time where, well, I mean, your book, Claire, um, Reopening the Slam Door. I mean, that's why I think it's an amazing uh, title because, you are, you know, I'm also, and I'm sure lots of parents, are, you, you want to respect their privacy yeah. and have mm, boundaries. Yeah. And the, well, you spoke about venting and like, we to- you know, totally get that. It's, it's sometimes like that fizzy Coke bottle, isn't it? It's mm. been obviously been shaken up all day and then they step in the door. Yeah, I can take the lid off now. <laughs> Great. Um, but so it's how do you actually get? to that stage well that a couple of things you've said they're venting for instance when when kids vent especially if they're venting at you about you you're potentially going to argue back defend Mm. and so on don't Mm. it's this is hard i know Mm. to listen to a vent just let that that young person vent Mm. and just as you're doing with me now you're nodding your head and you're going Mm. "Mm, mm, i can Mm. i can see and feel and hear that you are listening to me So, so listen to understand rather than disagree. That's the first thing when they ask, okay. ask okay. Mm-hmm. But in terms of getting them to speak, you've given another great example in the car. I know you, you're trapped in the car. <laughs> <doesn't sound laughs> good. If you want to get to this destination, <laughs> you will go in the car. But that's the thing. When, when you're in situations with your young person, mm-hmm. like, like, you know, um, do, doing things together, walking the dog. I find food is just... Dinner. If I yes. can say, you want to go out for brunch, lunch, he'll say yes every mm. single time. Seriously, okay. food is food is the connection that I have with my oldest son. doesn't work with my younger, but re- most recently, and that enables me to then sometimes go there 
because he's relaxed he's having yeah. a nice time the task is the food the task yeah. is brunch or yeah. the task actually even doing chores together we try and get yeah. our teenagers to do chores do chores with them mm-hmm. but that's a place to talk yeah so mm-hmm. the focus is on the thing that you're doing rather than we need to talk and yes. that's direct oh. and then they exactly. just yeah. that's okay. it They're yeah they focusing. don't like that they don't like the so, eye contact. So there's the thing. Get a secondary thing that for mm. you is secondary, but for them it may yeah. feel primary. And find something that is, yeah, it can be a chore, but it can be something that they enjoy doing. And even if it is, I've said in the past, you know, okay, they might be really into Minecraft and you might be like, oh, for goodness sake. But, <laughs> you know, even if you don't know what you're doing, just sit next to them, ask some questions about mm. it, show an interest in it, because they will then feel like you are taking an interest in their world. You Absolutely, because it builds the relationship. I was doing the other day with my my uh, I can say 11 sorry 12 year old nephew um sitting there um what was it Fortnite? I can't even remember I think we were doing a computer game but exactly that I was asking him all about it I was also mm. listening to his friend who was on the mobile phone kind of and interacting with him so I was noticing mm. how they were interacting yeah and then he gave us something to talk about after that had finished when we're eating dinner yeah and 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 it builds a connection yeah, it does. It. You've got to think, what connects me to my child? Yeah. What, what what do we have in common? Yeah. That uh, will be a conversation opener. And that's key, isn't it? Because that goes back to you saying, you know, it's not about us telling them what they need to be doing and how they need to be doing it. We have to go around the houses a little bit and help them feel that we're sort of, you know, interested in them. Yeah, because you, you were just, as you were speaking, you were just pointing your finger yeah, as you exactly. were speaking. And that pointy finger that. energy, <laughs> whether you're actually pointing your finger or not, that energy is what they will recoil from. Yeah. You know, yeah. pick the towels up off the bathroom floor. Yeah. Probably not going to get the towels picked up no. off the bathroom floor. No, mm. no, because they, they, they don't hear it, do they? they and shut, they're getting they reprimanded off. all over the place. They're in the wrong. They're being criticised. You're complaining. Yeah. If that's what they're hearing, so they'll, they'll switch off to it. Yeah, they and, do. And it can feel, I guess, because the amount of um, talk time that, you know, that that's kind of what I call it. I don't know if it's, uh, I don't want to generalise, is it different between boys and girls? It certainly feels with, with boys as maybe not so much, um, you know, it's sort of like minimum word mm. usage. <laughs> I, I think it's the goal there. Economy. Uh, if I can answer it in one word, then which is usually not me. I'm talking about the yes so, or no. So it's then um, yeah. So I suppose then if you're, it's it's kind of putting to one side or maybe letting go of. I might think in my head, I really need to find out about X or Y. Mm. But actually, before just launching in there and going blah 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 blah, is trying to do that connecting thing and I suppose it's balance isn't it yeah. to not going well I really need to find out this and I would also ask myself why do I need to find about out about this yes well do, I'm talking more logistics in our logistics and sometimes yeah. it is important you do need to find out but I you know a lot of the parents I talk to they're wanting to find out things from their, their children because there is an element of, of of wanting to control what's going on yeah all well-intentioned oh yeah and safety and security but ask yourself and the other thing I think also is when you're having a bad day as the parent mm. you've had a difficult day at work or if the two of you are not getting on 
be mindful of what mm. you're bringing to your teenager. Is yeah. it actually about what's happened at work? If you're stressed at work yeah. and you're angry with someone, are you bringing your anger back home? Are you bringing mm. your stress you're back home? You're on with that. And one of the things that I talk about in my book that a lot of parents find really hard to get their heads around, and I really value your viewpoint on this, is I say very often with my children, that happens. If I've had a bad day or something's going on, something will trigger me because it's easy to be triggered by teenagers let's face it you know they'll say things in a certain way or they'll you'll ask them to do something and they'll go no I'm not doing that um (laughs) but the interesting thing is that um when you do that going back to them afterwards and saying I'm sorry yes I I I did that and I did that for this reason and I'm sorry that I took it out on you and that's one I find I don't know whether you find that that some parents find that really difficult because it, why should I say sorry, you know, to my to my teenager? But again, it goes back to the role modelling again. It really it? does mm. because then you you are modelling. We all mess up. Yeah, we all, and we mess all say up. things we shouldn't. You know, and I always say to people, if you mess up, fess up. Yeah, nothing wrong. You're modelling to your teenager that yeah, I'm human. I yeah. got it wrong, and this is what you do when you get something wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Often when parents find it difficult to apologise, my clients will say, yeah, but, but they're a teenager. Why should I apologise to them? Mm. As if there's like this, there is a, a power imbalance, mm. if you like. Mm. But if you want your teenager to respect you, mm. then obviously mm. yeah. can you show them some respect? Because you're then modelling respect, respect for another human being. Yeah. I think that apologising is so valuable, actually. Yeah. Because I, I, I do find it's the one time where you talk about the respect because I think by going as that adult in that position of power making all those decisions that as parents you have to yeah about your child's life and then if something happens and then you do then go and say sorry or apologize they're all I think that's so valuable I think it, it's actually a really powerful message isn't yeah, it it's like it actually is. I make mistakes I'm an mm. adult and I make mistakes and then as adult as adults themselves they know it's okay. Yeah, it's okay to make, to make a mistake. Sake. And then if you apologise to me, just think, well, how am I going to feel? Mm. I'm going to feel seen, I'm going to mm. feel heard, I'm going to feel valid, important, mm. relevant. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what you, I'm sure, are wanting your teenagers to feel. Yeah. And, and let's face it, we, we actually, I think it's easier on us if if we do take away that we're not perfect. Yeah. We are human, we make we're mistakes. not perfect. We're not, so there's, it's like, you know that expectation? Let's just lower it a bit because we're not. Yeah. We, this is new to us us yeah we've not parented a team before yeah we didn't get you know a manual that sort of thing so yeah. we also didn't yeah, get a yeah. manual on how to be a person so don't forget <laughs> yeah, that young true. person is desperately trying to learn how to be a person in the world mm. and here we are at our age well i know about you but i still haven't quite mastered it i'm still figuring that one exactly. out <laughs> so you know these poor poor young people are trying to work it out with all, all the additional pressures that they've got that, well, that's the biggie isn't on it on that note how about we have a song break i've got when you say nothing at all roman <laughs> keaton i love that i thought that might be a a good one and then we'll be back in a sec brilliant music music was my first love music music across the Thames Valley this is River Radio. It's amazing how you can speak 
Welcome back to School of Parenting on River Radio, the voice of the Thames Valley. And we've been chatting this morning with Claire Cogan 
and Juliet Smith, relationship and coach counsellor, about relationships with our teens. So relationships as uh, parents together as well. Um, so it's you know you're coming together as two individuals trying to then parent a, a teen. Um, if you have missed anything in the first part of the show, you can listen again on podcasts wherever you listen to your podcast. Just search for River Radio School of Parenting. And thanks to our show sponsor, School of Parenting is brought to you by Goyles of Maidenhead, specialist uniform workwear and sportswear suppliers for over 50 years. So one of the things that uh, I got out of the first part there was listen to understand. So not listen to disagree. (laughs) I'm going to write that in big letters up on my wall somewhere. Um, Or not listen to comment or, you know, listen to, yeah. And listen to understand really hopefully takes away that, you know, we have those kind of voices in our head when we're having a disagreement with somebody. You're probably thinking, no, I disagree. You've got this little voice going, no, what about this? What about that? You're trying to silence that voice, Mm. clear your head and really listen to understand what that person is saying. And to understand them, to get mm. to know them, which yeah. sounds ridiculous when you're talking about your child, but you you do think, you do yeah. need to get to know them still, who they yeah. are today, who they are, and what they've you know what they're going through on a day to day basis yeah. will shape them. You know that yeah. and that you, you're absolutely spot on. I think that's gosh, that's so key. And they've all been through so much. I mean, my son's just finished his GCSEs, and you know it's mm. just like feel like we're we're decompressing now Mm. you know but it was just that constant I couldn't influence anything I just had to be there yeah and not do anything apart from the odd don't don't underestimate the power of just being Being there there. yeah and my mantra throughout and you know and I am not a perfect parent but my mindset was stress bucket emptying for me keeping his stress levels low keeping him as calm as possible don't get me wrong we still had the arguments about how much work he wasn't doing (laughs) but you know this is the reality but actually it, that was irrelevant for me. That was up to the school to do that work. Mm. So when he came home, it's a bit like mm. you were saying, that safe space. Yeah. You are their safe container for whatever they need, whether it is just get ranting, whether it is, mm. you know, talking, whether it's not doing anything. Because interestingly enough, when they go into their bedrooms and they shut their doors, it's still a safe space. You might be talking to you, but it's still that safe space where they know that, you know, people are around and yeah. doing the normal it's it's normal it's routine it's it's predictable yeah yeah absolutely so one of the things um that i wanted to talk about today is is around relationships between teenagers mm. so obviously transition you know transitional phase of friendships change throughout the teen years but also teenagers start to explore relationships with with other people you know boyfriends girlfriends mm. and you know I don't know whether you've got any kind of sort of words of wisdom shall we say <laughs> for for these times because again these are uncharted waters very often as well aren't they, they really are mm. we've got a whole new dynamic haven't we in this world with meeting strangers online mm. who who may or may not be the people they say they are so we've got a whole other level of vulnerability it was bad enough before we had the yeah. internet and social media but I would say you know it's, it's again it's that balance between micromanaging, wanting to know everything, understandably wanting to know everything, and giving your child freedom. Yeah. And yeah. The, 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 unfortunately, I don't think there's a blueprint for that. The right way, because your child is unique, you are unique, mm. you know, the dynamic is unique. But I think, again, I always come back to when in doubt, listen. 
Yeah. Yeah, because be you're going to, the more you listen, the more your child is going to open up to you. Yeah. You know, yeah. if you argue back, they're likely to shut down. So um, in order to keep your child safe, yeah. you want to know what's going on. So if you can provide that safe container for them to speak and feel safe enough and comfortable enough to speak to you, to be open with you, yeah. that's going to help you know, yeah. keep them safe and give you the information that you need. Yeah, and I suppose that it still comes down to maintaining that connection. And one of the things that I talk about in my book is my own experience as a young person, as a frame of reference, really. Mm. And I had a really difficult time with friendships. And, you know, so that's really triggering for me. And, and you used the word quite a lot this morning is being mindful mm. and being self-aware of what's ours and what's theirs. So for me, friendships is quite a trigger because I'm like, you know, have they got friends? Are they they positive friendships mm. you know why isn't he going out all the time you know but actually I've also you know done a lot of research around some young people don't need that they don't need to be in the thick of everything all the time they're quite happy not going to the post-prom parties and actually they're quite happy in their own company and and that's enough you know doing what they do is enough mm. for them but yeah that's also I've found hard as a parent as well yeah we've got to be careful not to project our mm. stuff onto them you're quite right. 100%. So that whether it's something that happened to us when we were 14 or mm. like I just mentioned before, we've had a bad day at work and so on. Yeah. Be aware that your teenager is not you. Yeah. They may not be going through. It's the same thing they may be going through, but they'll be going through it differently. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And just around, you know, relationships between teens and friendships. One of the things that I'm coming across a heck of a lot at the moment is some real challenging friendship times of friendships. Mm. And again, I think it goes beyond how we had friendships because of social media. It carries on. Things carry on and beyond the school day. Mm. Do you ever do you kind of have any kind of, you know, just some knowledge to share around that and it's particularly around young people who feel quite isolated it is so so hard I think one of the key things with with kids especially now when I see the kids 20 30 years on yeah that's interesting so think think of that your teenager think of them in 20 years time what I often see is these adults with low self-esteem yeah. So you may have your young person might be at home feeling, uh, be at school feeling excluded. Maybe their friends are not their friends at the moment. Mm-hmm. But if you at home can keep building their self-esteem, mm-hmm. validating them, tell them, telling them that, you know, their, their qualities, that you mm-hmm. see their qualities mm-hmm. and so on. You can't change the situation at school necessarily, however much you want to. You want to rescue them. Mm-hmm. But you bolster their self-esteem. Yeah. Because although we know in 20 years time, this will be a whole thing of the past it'll be it'll be gone they're in it right now but they Mm. are building the blocks towards adulthood so it's building that kind of resilience and how they navigate through it isn't it absolutely one of the things that I often that help me through and I think you know I often talk about with the young people I work with is finding friendships and relationships outside of school yeah because that can often kind of give them a bit of a buffer when things are Mm. really tough at school yeah exactly because if you're someone that's I mean I you know I remember I was a girl guide Mm. and that was not that didn't go down well at school you know school friends were not impressive it was not cool but I got so much from it I got good friendships I learned a lot and so on and now in my adult life I'm so glad I did it yeah and it actually helped me through the challenges of school life yeah having that outside interest yeah no I was a girl guide too and and I was the same it wasn't cool and I was a member of the church and you know I I got involved in all that youth activity but that safeguarded me from the tough times at school 
in, during my teen years, you're absolutely spot on. Yeah, so I, I think you're right. Though. Another network. Yes. Yeah. You could then. Oh, I've had a yeah. bad day at school, but at oh. least I'm seeing my friends at guides mm, tonight exactly. or whatever. Yeah, and whether I can it's just dance hang out. class or, you know, sailing or whatever your, your young person is interested in, then they've got something that's completely separate from school and any of the dramas that are going on from at school. Yeah. So yeah. You've, you've said, um, Juliet, about not getting involved and letting them do that. Is there ever a time when you should get involved or say or say we're talking a tween that that age or is there you know when should a parent then step in if they think there's some things going on or do you simply wait and say if it gets bad enough that your child comes and tells you it depends what you mean by step in i mean i think you know if you're thinking about things where the child is at risk Mm. then absolutely because safety and security is paramount Mm. but i think you involve your child in that give them a voice so if you know as the adult you have got to say something to the school or you've got to get involved with something that's maybe on the internet on, on your child's computer mm. or whatever involve them in it okay they may not like it they may not want you to do it mm. but at least involve them so they're not feeling sidelined by it but i think that can only be up to you you as the parent you have to decide that 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 line between when well is this me just interfering and being overcautious mm. or actually is my child at risk mm. Yeah, that can be a tough call to make. Yeah. Can it? I mean, the other the other thing is, uh, I don't know what your views are on this, um, Julia, is about, you know, again, having other adult role models in their life. So if in that particular situation, they don't feel comfortable talking to a parent, mm. but having someone else that they can go to very often, it, yeah, maybe absolutely. at school or somewhere else, or even a, a family or friend, you know, I know young people that have said, you know, I've talked to my my mum's best friend, and I feel really comfortable talking to her. And she really listened. Because again, that emotional attachment because teens are very aware of the impact of that what they say on their parents and will you know sometimes consciously hold back yeah exactly I mean I'm, I'm very lucky to be in the role of being an auntie so you know, to have, if you've got if your kids have got an auntie, um, mm. you know, or a neighbour, oh, I love who's my a kids have friend. an auntie like you. <laughs> <laughs> that would make life easy. Wouldn't I it? know. <laughs> Don't stay with Auntie Jules. Yeah. <laughs> Are you only an auntie to you know real blood relations, or can you? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Are you doing a recruitment job? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but I think, how, yeah, having someone on the outside, whether it's someone who is a blood relationship, whether it's a, it's a neighbour, or like yeah. we were saying about girl guides or the church yeah. encourage your children to speak to others don't yeah. don't you know it's not that they're sidelining you on mm. purpose you yeah. know the support network you know is important yeah. exactly the reasons you said they may not feel that they can talk to you because they worry about you yeah and they do because that's part of growing up they start to become more aware about the impact of their behavior on other people and that and that's a positive thing that's you know that's kind of development but actually we don't then want that to stop them you know opening up if they need to or sharing something that's going on for them and the one thing I say and this is my mantra this does not mean you are failing as a parent because your child chooses to open up to somebody else it actually is a strength because it allows them to offload and you know can actually mean that your connection you know is is strong yeah. you know because yeah. they know that that's okay absolutely you know? you've brought them up to know kind of be discerning to yeah. be open to be able to acknowledge when they have a problem to go and talk to somebody about it which again in later life could be invaluable Particularly for boys yes 
for me modeling yeah. with boys that it's completely okay to talk about stuff oh, to talk about your feelings anything especially boys yeah you know, that to be able to talk about your feelings and that's absolutely okay it's yeah. healthy it's very healthy although i do think boys are a lot better doing that these days I and think i think they're... schools are doing a lot more aren't yeah. they yeah. to kind of you know yes. say this is absolutely acceptable yeah or just trying to model anyway that this is really acceptable 100 percent. yeah 100 yeah. percent so yeah it is that kind of constant tightrope of navigating but always checking in with yourself is this my stuff or is this yeah is this my teens you know do i need to step in and get involved yeah absolutely um and that trust that trust is absolutely key yeah. isn't it yeah so i think another word that i don't think we've used today that, that i use a lot in my work is empathy mm-hmm. to be able to empathize with your young person to to, to really show them that you are getting they mm. they won't believe it necessarily you no. don't understand you weren't a teenager you weren't a teenager but you know for you to genuinely in your heart to be able to to re- remember what it was like to be mm. their age and remember how it was with your parents and empathize with them it helps them feel heard and understood yeah and then yeah. that builds the connection you know you talk about connection because connection help, helps communication the more mm. connected you and your teen are, mm. the more likely you are to, you're to be able to communicate well. Yeah. And empathy will build connection. Yeah. So it's, it, yeah, I, I call it the frame of reference. So mm-hmm. it's us going back and thinking, what did I do when I was that age? You know, what, what was I doing that my parents had no idea what exactly. I was doing? And you what know? would I have liked from my parents that I didn't get? Yeah. That's mm. And can I give it to my children? Because a lot mm. of my pe- the parents that I work with, they, they do that. They've, they've kind of learned exactly that. Well, I didn't get this from my parents, so I'm going to give it to my kids. Yeah. You know, it's one of those kind of the learnings that we, we bring with us from our childhood. Yeah, so it's kind of plugging that gap. And also, and that can be a real gift because it actually then shows us the parent that we want to be for yeah. our children. Yeah. And actually, but um, what I've learned as a parent of teenagers is that you, you're constantly having to evaluate and reevaluate. Nothing really stays constant in yeah. the, uh, in that's the teenagers. The, that's the learning cycle, isn't it? And learning as a parent, evaluate doesn't mean that you're going to have to berate yourself and judge yourself and no. tell yourself you're a bad parent. So, like, okay, yeah, maybe I did make a mistake. Let me have a think about that. What could I do better? Yeah, yeah. Why and, not? And there's always room for improvement. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and nobody's perfect. Ever. I suppose that's the key exactly. thing, isn't it? Ever. And it's really so. In terms of kind of maintaining those relationships, I suppose just just thinking beyond kind of the the teen years where they're starting to move, think about going to university or maybe moving away from home. What kind of because um, I know I know quite a few parents who've had to sort of watch their children fly the nest and that's in my mind as well what sort of um any kind of guidance or um knowledge around that and how parents can manage that because there's still that need to want to know and all of a sudden they're not physically in your environment again are they and anymore and oh what's going on what are they doing again that pivotal point because a a number of my clients are empty nesters yeah that's a really tough time especially for whoever it is that's been the main carer at Mm -hmm. home because suddenly you have an empty home are you still allowed to track them on life 360 (laughs) yeah that that was my next comment because i have 
heard of parents actually tracking their young people well at i uni. guess my question would be does would your child feel trusted would your no <laughs> <laughs> of course you want to because you know just because your child's 18 mm. and at university or whatever it doesn't mean they're not going to feel like you're still like your baby that you, you want to protect them but it is that's when it is your challenge yeah. i have mm. now got to let go of my young adult yeah i'm always going to be here and they know that this is always going to be your safe place your security yeah. i'm still here but i've got to let you fly yeah because actually if we don't trust them how are they going to trust themselves exactly what are you telling them what message are you giving them if you don't you know if you don't trust them yeah that's a really good point no i know so it's been amazing Juliet. thank you so much for coming in and sharing your words of wisdom i always learn so much when when we speak and just knowing that you know there is support out there you know for for parents from somebody like you um can you share if if people are interested in sort of getting in touch with you could you just share some details of how the best way to get in touch yeah just i mean my website very easy julietsmith.co.uk is the best place to go my telephone yep. number's on there drop me an email and mm-hmm. so on um happy to have a chat and yeah, i can yeah. put i can put that on the river radio post as well because we know that Ju- juliet we've got i've got about 10 more questions i've written down here <laughs> but we know that juliet has got to whiz off because she's so busy but our uh, p- post that in there so Thank it's on you. the river radio yeah. station. Oh, it's been yeah. fun i'm hanging around for another 15 minutes so really can't up. get rid of me that easily well i was well the next song that i was going to put on actually was don't be so hard on yourself jess glenn <laughs> <laughs> i'm loving your song choices today it's so cool um but juliet thank you so much for coming in thank you um, for welcoming me and, it's been fun um, <laughs> listen to understand yeah that's, that's i'm definitely going to take uh take that home um, what can parents do? I think I think that's a really great question as well. As in, you know, we're asking the question: What do you want us to do? Or think yes. back to what would yes. we have liked our our parent to do? Yeah. And of course, the other one I'm taking away is food—an excuse that Claire suggested. <laughs> Let's go out for food. Well, I, it never it never <laughs> fails. Yeah, it never fails. Nuggets, nuggets of wisdom. Yeah, yeah. brilliant. Oh, thank you so much, Juliet. Please come back to school a lot. Very very happy to. Across the Thames Valley. One more time. Across the Thames Valley. This. This is River Radio. Well, now for some pop music. Try this. I drew a smile on my face to paper over me. But wounds here when tears dry and cracks they don't show. So don't be so hard on yourself now. Let's go back to simplicity. I feel like I've been missing me. But not who I'm supposed to be. Let's go into simplicity I feel like I've been missing me But it's not who I'm supposed to 
and welcome back to School of Parenting on River Radio, the voice of the Thames Valley, with myself, Rachel Tyrrell, and my co-host today, Claire Cogan, and um, guest, Juliet Smith, who's been chatting about relationships with our teens. Juliet is a relationship coach and counsellor, and she's so busy, she's whizzed off, but if you've missed, um, missed the parts of the show and all the valuable information that Juliet... Um, has had to share you can listen back on podcast wherever you listen to your podcast just search for river radio school of parenting thanks to our show sponsor school of parenting is brought to you by goyles of maidenhead specialist uniform workwear and sportswear suppliers for over 50 years now claire is still with us i know you can't get rid of me that easily no, can't get rid of you so claire one of the things i thought might be worth um just sort of touching on because juliet shared lots of valuable um tips on how we can as parents we can listen better um if there's two parents in the house how we can make sure we're both try and be on the same page how we can model the behavior that we Mm -hmm. that you know we want to see in our teens what happens though when as parents um obviously asking this completely (laughs) selfishly i'm just gonna be really personal connotation at all it's not about me honestly it's an anonymous question that's come in um what happens though is when we when we have to put up those boundaries, when we kind of have to say, ooh, this venting or yeah. this, um, you know, yes, it is a safe environment, home and everything, but maybe it's gone a little bit too far or we have to put boundaries up, whether it's around devices or whether it's just around interacting with other mm. members of the family. I mean, you know, there's lots of, it's not, there's other siblings and yeah. all that kind of thing. What do we do then? It's a very good question, actually. And, and, and it's, and it's important. Um, one of the the misnomers about the teenage years is, you know, obviously they're developing independence. They're becoming more able to make their own choices, and they're not. We're not. They're not physically dependent as dependent on us other anymore. Aside from being a taxi service a lot <laughs> of the time, um, but they still need what our young children need. So, in terms of teenage brain development, we call it the toddler brains, because brain because they're t- the teenagers have that kind of reactive emotional brain that lacks that emotional regulation that kind of take a step back and think before we speak kind of thing Mm. um and can often um you know have those tantrums but they obviously don't just lie on the floor and kick their feet around they use their words and that can be really really difficult for parents sometimes Mm. and yeah there are times when we have to set boundaries around like you say the physical environment whether it's use of devices whether it's what time they come home at night you know Mm. for their safety and you know there are times when young people push on those boundaries Mm. I suppose my my kind of guidance around that and you know obviously I am I am a parent of teenagers myself so I'm still learning is it still okay to have that it's still okay to have guidance and expectations we we should be that role model but we should also be that role model of an adult and say this is not okay because mm-hmm. we're also teaching our, our our teens interestingly enough how if they go on to have children how to parent their mm-hmm. own teenagers yeah. so you know um it's really, really important that we 
say what's not okay so my boys joke with me but my favorite phrase is that's not okay you know that's not okay to speak to somebody like that that's not okay to use that language Mm. um and and that's not confrontational that's not angry that's just Mm. you know and I suppose it's taking a bit of a check on your an angry response but still being clear Mm. what what when they've overstepped that mark if that makes sense so being quite firm then so you're being Mm -hmm. firm and I guess not um but would you not mention I mean if something's coming up and there's an argue you know Mm. arguing situation I guess Mm. you would then possibly not bring it up then wait until things are calmed down and then maybe say how it makes you feel or yeah a hundred percent so um I'll, I'll give you an example so my my youngest is really struggling with my oldest now having finished GCSEs and he's off for the summer and mm. he's still got to go into school so we've now got this conflict between he doesn't want to go to bed you know, my oldest can stay up later, but he's got to go out for school. Mm. And so, and he's really struggling with that. And actually as a, as a, I can kind of empathize because yeah. actually, you know, oh, I'm going to go to school and it's not fair. And he's going mm. to the park today. But actually we had a situation the other night where he would not go to bed. And now when they're little, you can pick them up and take them up the stairs. Yes. Well, he's nearly as tall as <laughs> when me they're taller now. Than so you. <laughs> that's not happening anymore. And and actually we got into a conflict and I was like, go to bed. And he was like, no. And I kind of, my brain went, what do I do now? Because actually I need him to go to bed. I'm mm. not just going to allow him to just go, well, he's up, I'm staying up. Mm. This was a key point. And eventually... Um, I'm sure my neighbours thought I was killing him, but it was it was through like you know he did he did respond, but it took everything out of me. Once he'd gone to bed, he'd gone upstairs. I left it. I didn't carry it on. But mm. the following day, when things were calmer, when he was in a better place, I sat mm. down with him and said, "Look, we need we need to talk about this because mm. this isn't going away. Your mm. brother's going to be doing loads of different things. He's you know because he's finished his exams, and mm. I know that's going to be hard for you. Um, and we tried to kind of navigate a way through it. I'm not saying we're there, but I'm saying that it can happen. And you know those conflicts, we do come across them, but I think the resolution and the learning and the reflection point comes after the event when everyone has calmed down no one listens when there's anger Mm. no one listens if one party is 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 cross and is fighting Mm. back Mm. it's like you can't rationalize with the with the the toddler on the floor screaming because they can't have the sweets at the checkout you know and Mm. you just have to deal with what you've got it's the same with a teenager if they're in that emotional brain you're not going to be able to get anywhere with them. You need to choose a point going forward and saying, look, the way you did that wasn't okay. And mm. this is why. And they're more, they're going to be more inclined to listen. So it's, and in that situation, you obviously got cross then. Oh, I got very cross. I mean, I don't know if I'm quite happy that to hear that, Claire. <laughs> I, I suppose yeah, I, I am the hu- perfect parent. No, I'm you say not that the all perfect the time, parent. Not the perfect and, parent. But, I, I, but the fact that, that you got, you know, you got cross got with angry. him, and you got, and I guess that's that's. I mean, that's also another modelling, isn't it, in itself? He that we can say, yes, we do get yeah. cross. I got <laughs> angry because I got angry because your brother is, you mm. know, your brother is actually two and a half years older than you anyway, mm. and actually that's just, you know, he presses, he's good at pressing buttons. Bless him, I love him to bits, but that is his mo. So mm. you know, and I, you know, I was tired. It was that classic. I was mm. tired. I wanted to get a bed. Um, mm. You know, so it's 
it is it's about being realistic being honest mm. and but it's it's like what Juliet said, Juliet said earlier it's about how you deal with it afterwards yeah so going back the next day then when things are calmer yeah how are we gonna agree talking yeah. let's agree how we're gonna do this going forward because mm. you've still got to go to bed every night yeah and actually that's not going to change mm. but actually you need you know we need to agree I'm not mm. going to dictate to you, but this is my expectation. So that's where the boundaries come in. There's still going to be expectations here yep. because I am still your parent. Mm. But it, we have to communicate it in a different way to and when they're younger. Pick your times then, yeah. Yeah. not when they're cross and angry and it, they've retreated exactly. to their bedroom to get away. Yeah. Or, yeah. Lion's den, if you try and do that, you're, yeah. you're just going to end up in a conflict. Well, yeah. that's what happens to us anyway, if we try and do that then. Um, you know your children. You know their times when they're maybe a little bit more chill. Mm. Oh, well, that's excellent. So, Claire, before we go, because it's... Um times whiz by just just share quickly your where people can find out more about things that you can do how they could work with you or just find out more information your uh, book just yeah well claircogan.com is where everything is my book's on amazon reopening the slam door you can brilliant just, book really valuable um and my journal for teenagers is also on amazon too um yeah just kind of get in touch i blog regularly so there's often things that are going on in my world or you know just things that teenagers are maybe going through to try and help and support parents and teens as much as possible but listen to understand yes that's that's a golden nugget isn't it yeah and the more and also the key thing is for parents the more we look after ourselves the more that we can feel Mm. calmer for ourselves that we will it's not easy parenting teens but we will manage those those difficult times yeah more easily well you talk about that stress bucket so it's the oh, same for us isn't yeah. it making sure that that yeah yeah that we're exactly looking after looking after ourselves as well because i always remember i like the uh, you know the uh, juliet was saying we don't always have to use those words and you've said before you know bringing like a hot chocolate up in the evening or something yeah. you can just kind of take that in not yeah. say a word nothing but it's that empty you matter without saying anything you matter yeah, so i love I've, that you know i've i've bought you something that i know that you're like yeah. you know this is this is for you but i don't need anything else i'm yeah. just telling you you're important yeah brilliant well thank you so much claire it's been um excellent as always if you've list if you've missed anything you can listen again on podcast search for river radio school of parenting thank you to our show sponsor school of parenting is brought to you by goyles of maidenhead specialist uniform workwear and sportswear suppliers for over 50 years the school you want to come back to because family life doesn't come with a manual we might wish that it did maybe (laughs) but but it doesn't uh coming up later on river radio you can tune in from seven o'clock for inside the music scene with tara dean music thank you so much and see you all next week bye Bye. windsor Windsor. ascot Ascot. maidenhead Maidenhead. bracknell Bracknell. wokingham Wokingham. henley Henley. Reading. reading okay Ta-da! The voice. River Radio. Of the Thames Valley.